0: Hey everyone, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Although I am a licensed clinician, I'm also just a person. i love to be able to be in my real life and speak from that point. And that's where this podcast is coming from. So enjoy.
1: Searching for a tree. Looking for answers there must be a way to another day.
0: Are we good? Are we on? Check, check. We are live. We are live. Hey, everyone. We are here from Tulum, Mexico yeah honeymoon edition this is our honeymoon we actually got married like October and you know life and then so now we're getting a honeymoon so it's great yeah thank you to uh, family and family. friends yeah
1: <laughs> family Ooh, and friends for you... hooking
0: us up with a great <laughs> wedding gift
1: you know um yeah no, we've been having a good time out mm-hmm. here it's been perfect weather it's 80s and sunny every day perfect weather and they got like the music is bumping right outside yeah it's pretty loud i don't know if you guys can hear
0: it right now but it's bumping i look i'm just like i look so black right now it's not even funny like like (laughs) like i've never been this dark don't thing and i'm just like black but that's cool but that's cool <laughs> but that's cool so you guys this is like a short one today because clearly we want to like you know go to dinner and like enjoy life out here but um we wanted to just kind of like fill you in on life in Tulum it's like I'm obsessed first of all with Tulum like extremely um, the life out here is insane. The vibe is insane. The energy is insane. The food is insane. Like everything about Tulum, if you have not been, is the shit. Is the shit.
1: Yeah, like flavor explosions I- in your mouth, and it's just uh, organic, gluten free. Everything gluten free out here. Vegan, so gluten
0: free. Like, no issues,
1: guys. You got no, no issues here.
0: No problems. Um, Also, they just legalized marijuana out here, um, like, right before we got here. And so that's pretty cool, right? I guess, you know? I mean, because I don't know where you guys live, but where we live, it's not. So it's pretty... Oh, no one gives a shit. But it's pretty cool to, like, come out here. And the other day we were on the beach just enjoying our, like, cabana. um, And this really cool lady came up to us and she baked her own homemade you know weed brownies um and so we bought one that we've been nibbling on since we got here because yeah. we're rookies and a little bit yeah i'm not i'm not going hard i can't but it's um, been like the perfect dose perfect dose perfect dose hanging out chilling having a good time vibing um what else is like really great oh we did get offered
1: cocaine we, so we, did, went we went to Taboo. We went to Taboo. It's called Taboo. And we did there get three, his cocaína. Three guys that you would think are selling cocaine by the bat You would think they were, you guys. It was, you. Unfortunately, it was
0: a stereotype situation. And I hate saying that, but it was. Um, very Pablo Escobar in today's world, right? Um, but uh, they got the cocaína out here, apparently. Yeah, whatever you want. Um, We did not take that, Um, but thank you for offering.
1: Yeah. Thank you, sir. But no thank you.
0: (laughs) Um, What else is going on in Tulum? I mean, what's happened
1: to us? Uh, Yesterday, we had an awesome day Uh, we did the best yoga ever on the beach over here. Best yoga. I've never,
0: I've never, I don't know about you guys, like if you've done yoga, I've done yoga and I haven't like... Been like sore from doing yoga. It's just kind of like, all right, I did yoga. Omar freaking went crazy with the yoga. My, like, I can't move my arms. They hurt
1: so bad. Oh, yeah, because it, it was like a very Zen start it's off. Called. He had his little y- ukulele, and he yeah. was like, you know, getting into this. The zone, yeah. and then we're thinking, all right, this is gonna be a chill yoga thing. Chill yoga. And then, site. then he ramps right into it, and we're Ramped. just like into like positions like every two seconds. like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like flexing, <laughs> <Yeah>. holding <laughs> stuff. We did headstands even. Oh my God. Um, right, right on the beach, and then boom, yeah. right from that, we were like, wow, that was the best yoga. And we walked literally like steps over in the beach, and we're like, oh, massages right here. On the beach. Boom. Let's do. It. Okay. Let's do that. So we Sleep get a massage right, into that. right after that, and that was like the best massage. Never ever had from a massage like that. Little tiny lady. Out of all the massages I've had in the United so States, good. I've
0: never had a massage like that. Crushed it. Amazing. Little, just little woman. Mm-hmm. Little Mexican woman that are just little like,
1: baby hands
0: with baby hands. And then yeah. She was
1: telling me, she's like, breathe, breathe the in Yeah. Smell the aroma.
0: Yeah. They're just like you know, <laughs> whispering like,
1: in my ear. Yeah.
0: Older women, moms or something like that, grandmothers or whatever, but they were just phenomenal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super chill, too. uh, Phenomenal. Let's see. We
0: had the best restaurant experience for those of you who have been to Tulum or have never been to Tulum. Kitchen table restaurant off the freaking chain.
1: It's like the, 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 the chef is like a scientist. It's like brother. Like he... Actually studied, like, the, uh... Every it flavor it and, like, and every single
0: food and how it comes together yeah. and, like, morphs in your mouth. It's insane.
1: Yeah. What are the, the things on your tongue called? I don't know. Yeah. Pallet? Yeah. Pa- mm. Okay, maybe. No, oh, no, no. Yeah. There was, like, like the, um... The taste buds. Taste buds, like, he's, right? He, like, yeah, yeah. scientifically studied taste buds yeah. and knew... What you were going to put in your mouth was going to tingly here or here So good. All at the same time. It was crazy. So good.
0: Oh, man, what else has happened? Oh, today we went to the Mayan ruins. If you haven't uh, been, yeah. do it. It's mm-hmm. really cool. And I got to tell you, there was something really exciting about like standing on sacred ground, you know, like yeah. where the Mayans actually roamed and were and like lived their life and shit. And you're just like there. And it's like this very healing spiritual type of. Experience for me. I, I, I don't
1: know about how it was for you, but I was like, "This is phenomenal." Yeah, Loved no, it. it was it was interesting because you you can't get into this area. It's like yeah. this huge acres of area. You can't get in because there's a walls around it. So there's only a couple entrances. You go through like the, this tunnel, mm-hmm. and then you come out of the other side. and It's just and like you're in like a ruin there ruinland palace.
0: Yeah. amazing oh my god what's even crazier is that so mario our transportation person who got us from cancun to tulum who's amazing from easy transports mm. um, oh, no, not Easy E-t- e-transports, e-transports yeah. um, told us that apparently right now they just discovered in one of the pyramids a tomb that was oh, just okay. discovered and so they like closed off the pyramid because now they got to figure out who the hell's in the tomb but like a tomb was found, you guys, like in the pyramid. Who's in there? You know, like, is that,
1: is that tech- yes, it is techno music in the background, right? <laughs> <Ralph. is> techno-
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, this is so your joint, Raph.
1: Yeah, so yeah. your joint, um, yeah. So, all right, so they found the tune, they found so the tomb, like, but we don't we know who's in there yet. They're so it's looking. like they're still, like, you know,
0: finding all that out. Like, that's mind blowing to me. That shit, it's so cool. I love it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh man, yeah, and we've just been kind of. Just hanging out by the beach out here. Really, I mean, we. Uh, El Melindo. El. El Melindo. El Melindo. El Melindo is our, uh, our favorite server over
0: here. El Melindo. He's been us up. He's amazing. It's his birthday today. It's his birthday. Cumpleaños.
1: He went home early. So. So that's probably why we're in here doing this because
0: because he's gone. Yeah,
1: if he was here, he'd just be like pampering us with whatever we want.
0: So what's cool about this (laughs) hotel, which 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 really love, is it has a very like yoga, hippie, relaxed vibe. Everything is very um, tranquil, jungle. So it's like you're in the jungle, but then you have the beach right there. Yeah, um, and it's very, very like relaxing. The techno music or house or whatever in the background is actually a dope vibe for like. It's like more like chill tracks. Yeah, it's, it's, like, chill, like, yeah, it's, it's like, like chill. Yeah, it's like chill cool. lounge, like chill lounge tracks. Or just like you know, on your in your cabana, just hanging out. So each room is assigned a cabana, so you so you have yours for the whole time that you're here. Um, and it's just nice, you know? Because now you're like not worrying about getting out to the beach. Like, oh, you want to get a cabana? You know, it's like, no, got it. Go whenever I yeah, want. Yeah, you get your own. You know? Nobody can touch no it. No one can touch it. It's sure. great. So VIP. Sure. Mm. Oh, what or else? No. Oh, my gosh. I don't understand why every Mexican person is like, extremely like... I mean, the Mexicans are fucking gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, like, yesterday... Well, at least in this area. Yesterday... This young man, a bartender at this restaurant we went to across the street, I cannot. He would crush it in Miami, and I told him that mm-hmm. he's got to, he's got to get over there. And I don't understand why a lot of them haven't. Well, many of them haven't been to the states like at all. They
1: just traveled like within Mexico. Yeah, this, but man, they would kill it, kill it, kill it. Because like all the workers down here, they they don't even live in Tulum. They live like, like an hour, hour out, hour. right? And they get a shuttle in every day. So it's yeah. like two hours of their life is just gone For free, free shuttle that they provide for them. Yeah, but they but, work in like 13 hours a day. Yeah, so, like
0: in total, like 13 to 15 hours. And then we were telling the, the bartenders how much a night, let's say, like, you know, a bartender in Rhode Island makes it a good place or Miami makes it a good place. And their eyes exploded, right? Like, because I was like... like yeah, yeah, like, because
1: the thing out here, too, is if you come here, they, no place... Just like the person that's serving you doesn't give get the tip. They if you split if you tip tips. on credit card.
0: If you tip on credit card, that person doesn't get it. They split right. the fucking tip. So now like everything in tip wise needs to be cash that your person could get the fucking full amount,
1: you know? Right. I feel and I feel like most of them don't get that. Tip, I know, I hate know? that. So uh, we've been trying to give them cash like directly. Yeah. Which is, also, you FYI, a good service, that's what
0: you Yeah, FYI to you guys, if you ever do come to Mexico, Tulum, wherever, we've been here the whole time with like American dollars, like like the US dollar, because it's more than pesos. Oh yeah, they don't care. And they don't care. Everything's so fine. You're, you're it's good. more like you're converting it most of the time, yeah. and then they're just like, whatever. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah. So don't worry about that. No, no, no. <sighs> no sidewalks. At least down here, now. So you may get hit or nudged by a
1: scooter or car, truck. Yeah, but it's all like, you know, technically, it's all in the same area. There's a lot of stuff here. Yeah. And it's very authentic, too. It's not all authentic. Very, it's not like commercialized yet down here.
0: It's, they're, it's they're starting,
1: starting to. So they have some like, you know, like
0: 7-Eleven style yeah, things yeah, yeah, that are yeah. like popping up and shit like that. But, but the rest of the stuff
1: is like know very authentic it is can dresses and whatever yeah Um,
0: for those of you worried about covid and travel so i was also worried about covid and travel um as i'm you know really always kind of just been worried about covid and travel it's more like out of the country travel out of the country travel right um which please understand that if you travel out of the country you now have to have a negative covid test three days before you enter the united states which again Listen to what I said. You have to have a negative COVID test three days, no more than three days before you enter the United States. Didn't they fucking tell us? Didn't they tell us on the the news that COVID doesn't actually pop up until what? Two to three days or some shit like that after you're infected? So now we got our COVID test today, (laughs) but we leave on Thursday. So I guess the U.S. hasn't really thought that
1: one through or aren't they just know they can't they just, control they it, can't control it so
0: um but you do have to have that in terms of the mass situation i'm i'm not like a crazy nazi person about the mask because we're in florida no one really is out there but i am like i mean like i am on it right so um but out
1: here it's no one's really... Well, all like the, the cab drivers wear... All, all the, the cab drivers wear later, them. Like, all, all of the work, hotel, yeah.
0: all of the workers,
1: serve, every person who works in a hotel, stand.
0: everyone wears them. It's just the other people who are coming to visit um, really don't... I've seen a couple of people, a couple of Americans and stuff like that wear it. And I think it's because we're so programmed. Yeah. Like, I'll, I, like I won't wear it outside, but the minute I go to walk in a place, I'm like, um, you know, we're so programmed to do that. But they have um, very
1: low uh, outbreaks over
0: here though. Right? oh they have such a low COVID rate so um, I guess they're not as concerned also another cool thing that they do out here that I don't understand why we don't have in the fucking United States but there's literally COVID little COVID testing oh, trailers man. okay that are it's all square. along the whole strip of Tulum from the time that you enter Tulum until the very very end there's COVID, COVID test, COVID test, COVID test. You have no problem you getting just walk a COVID right in, test. You and you walk right it, in like, and get a fucking COVID like, test. I could go across the street and go get a COVID test. Right, right which I thought was really cool because it's not difficult. And for some reason in the U.S. it seems to be difficult to get COVID tested. Um, yeah. However. They're fucking banking. They're banking, guys, because we paid. Between 150 and $250 is what they're for for matter. For a PCR. So today we paid $300 for a PCR test. Um the antigens thanks go for,
1: America. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> the antigens go for a hundred US dollars. So you're still looking at two hundred if you get those two. So now the hotels all provide them at the price of the hotel. Um they gotta make money too. So yeah, they're upcharging everything. Right. But you can like like we didn't get ours from our hotel because Ours was a hundred dollars more. Ours was pretty pricey, so we went, you know, right next door, somewhere else, and kind of figured out what their prices were and stuff like that. But they still bring the doctor to your room, and it's a whole like, you know, convenient thing. Very convenient.
1: Thing. So convenient. convenient. You could probably go to like Tulum, like the city, and probably get it for even cheaper. Probably,
0: probably. or you could probably even go to no, because those little testing sites were even a hundred dollars. So well, those was, were one hundred and
1: fifty. Yeah, one hundred and
0: fifty. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Well, you could thing. probably get it for cheaper, is what I'm saying. I I've heard out here you can get it. For you could, 50, um, but but again, I think it's like the convenience factor. Like, who the hell wants to do that? Like, who wants to on vacation now? I got to
1: travel into the city. Well, if you're I'm coming maybe, out. Like, here to all this thing, and then you're going in the city anyways to go check things out. Like, we're not. We're just like. This is we're it. Just chilling. <laughs> Like I'm like, um, on the beach all day long.
0: Yeah, so I will say that if you do come here, please make sure that you set aside an additional at least $300, $300 for your tests because
1: you will need that. You can't get back in without Can't get back in. You haven't. But although some places are, ha- are allowing for the extended stay, so say you had COVID, uh, you tested positive, they let you stay in the hotel for another. 14 days On them On them Now not every hotel does that Not
0: every hotel So you have to like Go onto their website And check it out But like I think The Dream Hotel Actually does that So we found that On their hotel So whoever wants to go To the Dream Hotel It's a resort A little further north But they will pay For your COVID accommodations If you test positive
1: Yeah there's a handful of them.
0: Yeah so it's like Good stuff to know I feel like Because we didn't know All this We have to like You know do our Research and stuff And even then We still didn't know Until we got here Um Yeah
1: what else about this wonderful place? So well, The flight this is island. easy peasy. It's like an hour and a half from Florida. Flight's very That'd easy. Yeah, very simple.
0: Now, oh, the pharmacies, guys. So I didn't know or just... I feel like someone has told me this, but I think I just, like, wasn't paying attention, most likely. I either forgot or didn't know that in Mexico you can basically go into a pharmacy and... Buy just about any kind of drug. There's, you know, limits obviously, but you want tramadol? Got it. No prescription. You want Advan? Got it. No prescription. You want Xanax? Got it. No prescription. Then, you want? You want? Well, that's it, right? Oh, yeah, Klonopin, okay. yeah. yeah, benzo. You want uh, um, Viagra? Got it. You want what? Penicillin? Got it. Okay, amoxicillin. Got it. literally no, in like some
1: little like no
0: time. prescription. Um... Mm. So this led me and Joe to a whole conversation on the legalization of drugs and why it's so difficult, you know, for certain drugs to be bought, et cetera. Now, what I did say to Joe and I said to you was I was like, fucking drug addicts though, man, this is like, They're like heaven, like, which is dangerous, obviously. Right. Especially if it's so easily accessible. Um, so that's scary. So I get why the United States also has those restrictions in place and you can't just get it so freely. But then I thought, but what if you can, right? Like for example, I didn't see any of the pharmacies fucking packed with the I mean they were empty. No nobody goes in there. No one's even in them, right? So it's like, are people buying them so so much? I don't know. I have I have no idea. What's the rate of addiction deaths out here in Mexico? Like from just like I, I don't know these stats, guys, so I have no idea. But I was like, what if you could just walk into a store in the United States and it was the norm where you can just walk in and just get, you know, like whatever would it be such a fucking huge deal just like weed right like I mean, in, these like people in, are
1: getting it anyways no matter right?
0: what right they're getting it anyways no matter what so it's not going to stop the addiction process guys it's going to happen like no matter what but, like, in Colorado, when when Colorado was the first state, right, to actually become legal, Colorado, legal right? Right? Yeah. right, you know? So, and that's their norm now. So do you think weed's a big deal out there? No, right? Like, it's just a fucking cigarette, basically. Like, that's all you're doing, you know? Um, and so they've normalized it. So no one's, like, Jones-in, whatever. No one's, like, oh, man, you got that weed. Like, no one gives a shit, right? But, like, out here or in those states, let's say, where it's not legal, people are still, like, like um, you know, you gotta hide this, or just be careful. I
1: and it in. makes
0: it more like.
1: I, I believe know. in Portugal, they legalized all drugs, like a few years back. So and yeah, then they the have, is- and then they spend the money that they used to spend on like whatever drug enforcement. They spend that money and give it to people to uh, create these areas where they go and give them clean needles and uh, you know try and talk to these people about healthy lifestyle, to try to, you know, help them convert them to not use drugs anymore. But if you're going to, well, here's a place where if you're going to at, least do, it, at,
0: at and, least do it in a safe, you, know, you can
1: get all this. Yes. Yeah. And I know so it sounds like,
0: weird by saying safe, like shoot heroin in a safe way. Right. But I mean, if you think about it again, a heroin addict is going oh, to get heroin. How do you it? no matter what, like it doesn't matter. Right. So, okay. If I'm a heroin addict um, and I have the choice of, let's say shooting dope on a sidewalk under a fucking alley or, you know, highway somewhere with a dirty ass needle and getting, you know, some type of, you know, really severe sickness or illness from it versus I'm going to go into this shop and actually they're going to educate me and they're going to give me a clean It's like, even when I say it because I actually am a addiction specialist, so it's kind of weird for me to even, say that out loud, to be honest with you. But I get the theory, like, like I understand that because yeah. even from working in treatment facilities, the whole concept of going into a rehab for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and I've seen it guys. And you're in this bubble land where you walk in and they take your cell phone gone. You can only have these days to call. So gone. You can only do this, 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 that gone, no money gone, but blah, 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 blah. like everything's controlled by somebody else. Right? for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And then guess what do we say? We go, okay, now your insurance can't pay anymore. So guess what? We're stepping you down to a lower level of care, which means now you're gonna go into a halfway house and now there's other rules, but guess what? Here's everything that we took from you for 30, 60, 90 days when you were here. Now, here's your phone. Now, here's all your contacts. Now, here's real life. And then we're expecting them to just fucking
1: do shit on their own. We right, were doing really, everything
0: for them for really 60 the, days.
1: The, the pro, I don't think it's not the it's not the dr- drugs because drugs are going to exist no matter what. There's going to be people that want to take drugs. It's not the dealers really either because they're only doing it because they like money and the the only reason they're making so much money is because it's illegal. It's it's really right. our goal should be as a society to make an impact on younger people. That's it. These people that are already addicted to drugs or whatever, it is what it is. The best we can do is, like, treat it as a sickness and help them out, right? Hopefully it is, it is they figure thing. it out. Yeah, I know. We don't treat it like a sickness, though, in America, right? Well, no, 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 We're no. Treat- I think that – I i, I mean, think they think they do, right? So, yeah, so I – No, they're, I think- they're arresting people. If you have cocaine, mm-hmm. you're getting arrested. Right. You're, well, so you're getting arrested
0: and then and then it's all like dependent on how many times you've been arrested or dependent on the situation then we right. can either send you to rehab or we'll just
1: put you in jail where you'll get no help whatsoever, right? So you know it's yeah so really uh, like uh, where our attention should be focused as a society is on on our kids because guess what if you if you raise your kid, to, not, to understand what drugs are, don't hide them from them and just say, this is what this does. I mean, you know, you're, you might experiment with alcohol or marijuana, but these other things might do other things that you might not want to do. Or, you know, obviously this is a process that goes on throughout raising a child. Yeah. But I think the communication of those things has to continue on. And you can't just like be like drugs are bad, don't do them. Yeah, because clearly, because like, clearly, we grew up in that world. Where if you're in your thirties or forties, you know, just say no or whatever. Oh, right, and, and right. the parents thought that the, the government was taking care of the kids. Just say no. Well, that wasn't enough, right? You got to talk to your kids, like. For, for a lot a long, long time over the course of a long period their whole lives even yeah well just say no right that's so laughable to me it's like
0: just say no i would have no career well, because i, would, everybody, I would, like yeah. no therapist no addiction therapist
1: would fucking have a job like because it was that easy they're, they're right always, just say like, no. people are always looking for the easy way out like i posted something in the other day david goggins was like you want to you want to reach barbara bush you want to reach peace you want to get to that, that utopia world where you're trying – you have in your head, well, you got to do the hard shit, which means talk to your kid about the hard shit, whether it's like sex or drugs or whatever, and continue to talk to them so they're aware of it. And it's not like this big, crazy, cool thing that they need to try yeah. out like their friends. They're just like, no, that's – not.
0: Or not. Well, you know, I mean, or not, right? I mean, this could either, uh, obviously, you know, our fingers crossed that it actually does go that way. I mean, if it doesn't, let's say, so and although you
1: have, huh? Oh, uh, Somebody wants to jump in our...
0: Uh, oh, and although you have so many them. conversations with your kids about it, they may still choose to go that route. <sighs> I mean, you know, it's it's still a heartbreaking sickness. It's still a heartbreaking thing to deal with, you know. Like, no parent wants to go through that shit and just fucking have to watch your kid slowly kill themselves. Like, not yeah, not fun in any way, shape, or form.
1: It like hurts my chest actually, even like talking about. It. Like, it's not it's not good, you know. So, I mean, but yeah, listen, I don't have all the answers. I'm just saying I think that that's the where. The no, no, I think that's I, th- th- I think that's a good yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Versus trying so hard to like.
0: I don't know. Like he, like when I think of Colorado again, like, and I think of like raising soul, like I'm raising our kid, like I would love for her to be in an area and to live in a state, let's say where like weeds legalize, you know, it's like normal, no big deal. When I speak to people from Colorado, it's like the way they talk about it. It's like, or, or like Cali,
1: it's like going to get a beer.
0: It's like, they're just, they're like, what's the big deal? We're going to go have a drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like this normal, which For weed, I do think that it should be like that everywhere at this point. Well, it's just ridiculous, that it's not.
1: Yeah, and I mean, really, every drug, even. Like, everybody thinks, like, all right, you legalize heroin, and everybody's all of a sudden going to go out and become a heroin addict. (laughs) Everybody who's doing heroin now will, yes, probably continue continue to do heroin. But uh, everybody else, I'm sure there's a lot of people we're talking to right now, you're probably not a heroin addict, and you won't become one just because they legalize it. You know, and there's still laws well, no, that you right, don't yeah, like. Do that. you can't harm other people? Those laws are still in place. So whether you're on heroin or not on heroin, right. if you hurt somebody, you're going to get arrested for that. But I could
0: see it yeah. happening like that. Like I could see, let's say, if heroin became legalized, right, and then like you know the same addicts or you know whoever are engaging in heroin, and then they're dying from overdoses, and then the news, the news, will the make news it being like, like the it's news like being like this. <laughs> Well, because we've legalized this drug, and this is why kids are dying. No bitch, kids, kids yeah. are dying from a deeper. There's a deeper reason why they even want to go fucking shoot heroin to begin with. Okay, like, right, right, let's right. be clear. I mean, you she know what with it every day. So. Yeah,
1: like I mean, please. Yeah. So um, legalize everything. Don't worry about it. Like it's really nobody wants to talk to each other anymore. I think. I think that's it. They're just like, well. You know, I hope the government comes up with some plan to teach my kid how to not do drugs. But why don't you come up with a fucking plan (laughs) to teach your kid not how to do drugs? You know, like everybody just wants the quick fix and it doesn't exist. It's it's the hard. But again,
0: I think that I think that for me, it's a matter of this, like because I know that there's deeper rooted issues to drug addiction anyway. Right. So it starts really. Well, Okay, well, one well. Hold on, we have biological components, right? There's, so, yeah, so, there's right? Other things. so, that's Some like one, right? So predispositions, probably. right? Because family history. Right. But then the other big piece is environmental factors in terms of what you experience in your household or anywhere outside of your household, trauma, whatever, right? Now, those are things that really, no matter how much let's say education, right, I give to someone, if they experience something like that, right? And let's say their brains are not at that capacity or ability to really cope in a healthy way. Then is it a possibility that they could? Yeah, sure, right?
1: Because the drug is going to numb that shit out real quick, possible. right? Our, right. Our kid could become a crackhead. <sighs> well, could, unfortunately, yes, right? Um, but but we're at least we're we're going to do our work. But, but for work. me, it's
0: not even just the education. For me, what we're doing is we're creating a, a, as healthy of an environment as we can possibly create. Right. We're to not, like, to to help at least try and prevent, right? Soul even feeling the need to have to numb herself out in some kind of way, right? Right, right. You know, so there, there's so many pieces to it, and that's the thing. It's not just like, oh, hey, this is what can happen to you, and this is why. And yeah, and a lot of like,
1: this too, yeah. A lot of, uh, there are people that are not, not aware of themselves, like parents that are not aware of themselves even, so they could be doing things that unintentionally make their kids not make them contribute let's not say make because no parent causes anything but parents contribute right like if I came home every day and drank a beer just one beer or whatever every day and my daughter saw that every day they might she might start relating that to relaxing and then then when she gets older she sees a beer she's like oh I can drink that too. Really right. Fast. So learn that's stuff a, that's as a very well, you know, but also what you're
0: showing that, it's, it's, it's but again, it's, all, it's, it's, it's also based on how, let's say your child's brain processes what's happening. Mm. So like, for example, it's the same reason why, let's say I can remember something from my childhood and be like, you know, and be like, yeah, it happened this way. And like, it wasn't really cool. And then I can present that to my parents and they could be like, it didn't yeah. happen like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, because before. everyone's brains process things differently, Perception. so you have different perspectives anyway, so.
1: That's true. So there is no, like, foolproof, bulletproof plan. No,
0: it's right? all preventative stuff, like, yeah. as preventative as we could possibly get. But
1: the more knowledgeable we are as parents, uh, knowing, understanding what different drugs do to you, maybe through experiment of our own, or or just, you know, through. Olia's work, dealing with people, and, um, you know, it's, it's, that's, what we're doing is what we want to do, but it's, it's, it's the hard way, technically, for everybody else, because everybody else is just like, I'm too busy, I work 9 to 5, I, um, I, you know, I, I, I come home, and I'm tired, that's and you big. don't want to talk, you know, it, so. and it's, and then it gets to a point where, you know, and if you don't talk to your kids early on, then you try and do it, like, when they're teenagers, they're just like, fuck off, dad, you know, like... Um, or if you're process, also yeah, And then the other thing too What right. I find a
0: lot too Is like When there's like Contradictions Right So it's like If I'm mm-hmm. smoking weed At home And my kid knows that and But telling yeah, I'm telling her, not her To weed. not smoke weed It's like right. Who the fuck are you Right, right, um, right
1: So right, that's right, not gonna right, work right. Clearly right. Like we're gonna go home And tell her That we had a brownie <laughs> <laughs> This week <laughs> <laughs> I would I don't even care it is what it is for therapeutic
0: therapeutic purposes therapeutic (laughs) and spiritual purposes only guys
1: it was and we we were getting like you know you know how some people take a brownie and they just Ew, like, I can't, I can't I get f- like... I fucked can't
0: up for get, like 12 hours. I don't like feeling like that. It's, it's just the worst like a, thing ever. Like it's like a, like a microdose almost, we did. Yeah, microdosing, which actually I'm looking into as a clinician in terms of utilizing MDMA mm, um, for, yeah, psychedelics for alcohol addiction, they say, as well as mental health illnesses. Now, again, this is a new world I'm going into because with my training and all the jobs that I've had prior to private practice... I specialize in addiction. So I'm so used to like a certain way, but I've been starting to kind of see a different way. So I'm doing this training actually, um, in probably in a couple of like five months or six months. And the training is on utilizing psychedelics for alcohol addiction, as well as mental health. And it says that I'm so psyched about it because I actually know nothing about that
1: area of therapy. And I'm super stoked to learn about that. I got hooked on this, uh, this little mini series on Netflix, on and, uh, it's called the, "The Business of Drugs," and there's an opi- op- opioid one, and I think I told you about this, where there was this uh, military vet, um, he was had some very traumatic in- incidences, and long story short, basically one night he was f- having those feelings like I'm gonna fucking kill myself, right, and then um, so we went to the emergency room. They gave him like six zol or something. They were just like, you know, six. call us, call us back in a few days, and don't take <laughs> like, them all at the same go. time, them, right? So this is the guy's gonna kill himself. So right? he's like, he's telling yeah, the story, and he's like, all right. So I said, okay, and I walked right. out of there, and I went home, I pounded a bottle of vodka to the head at three in the morning, and I grabbed my gun and I pulled the trigger, and it didn't go off, so, right? So then this guy's like. Okay, this is a sign. It jammed, or, or there was like something wrong with the, the, the ammo or some shit. And um, so the next day, he calls up his buddy, tells him what happened. And his buddy's telling him about this, you know, new psychedelic treatment that they're doing out in California at the time. This is a few years ago. And um, so he literally like goes there like the next day and starts this treatment. And it's basically just a couple therapists there. You're kind of hooked up to some IVs. They give you the, the, the MDMA or whatever they're giving you. The therapist guides you through the whole Yeah, and they're process. talking to you. And the guy says, This, it, it felt like I could talk about all of my troubles without being emotional about them. And I felt like everybody was loving me, and I was like in a, a, a tub full of puppies licking me (laughs) right so anyways so the there's a a a lady interviewing him about what he went through right and she's like so and this is like a couple years later after Mm, he's like mm. recovered from all this ptsd and she's like so you're still doing this to this day and he's like no i did it three times and it was good and um so it's very powerful stuff basically Uh, sorry
0: excuse me this is my this is my daughter it's my first time away from her so I have to take
1: this by. oh well we're gonna end this uh, this live for now we might continue the podcast though but it's just gonna be a short podcast anyways um hi baby and that's it alright if you wanna know about anything in Tulum let me know hit us up and enjoy your week love you guys